Good afternoon. Welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to be here. Let me say Merry Christmas. We're just a few weeks away from December 25th. We're here on this live edition of our program on AM640 and FM 100.7. And I'm looking forward to getting together with my guests. And uh, before I start off with the program, let me just say a special wow to the folks at Brown Baptist Church and the soulful Christmas celebration. Wow. Uh, I went there last night, and I could. <laughs> it was amazing. If you haven't been, there's one more performance uh, Friday night. That's tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Soulful Christmas. It is, uh, and it's an amazing uh, worship and the production, the the technical. Everything comes together like. It is, it's really incredible. It really glorifies the Lord, and I would encourage you to take your family. I'll also encourage you to get there early because it was packed out. I had a hard time finding a place to park, but there was a place to park. Don't let that turn you away now, okay? Sometimes when we have a little bit of uh, obstacles, you know, or a little bit of inconveniences, if we'll ride those out, we'll discover we're going to be blessed, okay? In that case, I walked out of there very blessed, very uh, just so thankful that the, the message of why Christ came to earth for us was so clear. And one of the things, I, I don't want to give too much away here, but one of the things I really enjoyed about the Brown production was the fact that they started with creation. They started wow. with Adam and Eve and explained where the whole sin, sin comes into the picture and then what God's plan was to come and redeem us, to be our Emmanuel, God with us, as Scripture teaches. And so I'll tell you, if you, you need to go to Brown Church, it's the Sweeney, location, Sweeney Road location, 7200 Sweeney Road in South Haven, Mississippi. Doors open at 6, 7 o'clock Friday night. I know there's other churches that are doing things, but uh, you will you will witness an amazing flow of just the whole congregation coming together, the choir, the soloist, uh, the, the children, the drama, even humor. There's even a funny angel in this production. You know, you've got when you have a production, it's nice to have some humor in it, too. And they do an incredible job. And I know that uh, my guest today, Miss Effie Johnson, is a true, uh, uh, I don't know, connoisseur of quality <laughs> productions because she is involved with them all the time. She has an incredible voice, uh, and it's always great to have Effie in the studio. Effie, Merry Christmas. Glad Merry you're here. Christmas to you, you got a little cold, you said? I do. I have a cold. I know you probably can hear it. I have three bottles of water in front of me trying <laughs> to keep myself going. Well, you need some cough syrup? I may be able to round some up for you. Are you okay? I'm good. I don't need any syrup. Okay, right now. No, no syrup. Okay. <laughs> hey, let me also welcome our Facebook friends. We've got the camera on while we're doing this today, and, and those who are on the camera can see a, a little tiny tree. I was trying to. I said we got to have something kind of festive, and I was trying to arrange something, and, and, and so I could come up with this a little <coughs> tiny green tree with some red beads on it. But uh, it's for our Facebook friends that are watching us. Right now, I invite you to uh, check it out. And then um, you have your tie, your Christmas oh, tie. Oh, yes, right. So there you go. I, you know, well, today was our our Christmas party, our staff oh, Christmas there party. You go. So and so, very festive. Very festive. So I wore this tie, and uh, I don't think I've ever owned a, a Christmas tie before. Well, now you do. And so I found this tie at a good bargain, and I said, I better buy it, keep it in the closet, so when Christmas comes around, I can pull it out. And there you go. Here we go. And you're, <laughs> you look festive. Well, yeah, I, I didn't plan it, but you know, there you go. It's got <laughs> that, a little green on it. got there. a green on the combination. <laughs> well, tell me about the family, uh, Rodney, the boys. Uh, what are they up to? Well, um, my oldest will be 20 in January, and he's a um, sophomore at UT Knox now in um, mechanical engineering. I can't believe it. And then my 17-year-old is 
11th grade, MUS, still trucking along, and my husband is um, older than they are, and um, he is working, still working <laughs> as a social worker at University of Tennessee, and an elder at Hope Presbyterian, and um, plays in the band and plays for me when I need him, like he did a couple nights ago. So we're all still trucking along. Now, is there something coming up? <coughs> uh, I was trying to think, are you doing a presentation at a church for a Christmas production? Is it First Assembly? Are you doing something? Um, let me see. I'm doing... Um, um, in, uh, first event. First event is going to be on um, Sunday uh, morning, this Sunday morning, and then I'll be at Central Church at their production on this Sunday night. Okay. And um, then we'll be at Hope Presbyterian, which is just going to be so fun and exciting. For December twenty third and twenty fourth, we'll have I believe six services. So I'll I know be you do quite a bit participating of in that as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on, and I'm proud to be a part of some of them. This Are you year. doing a solo before the one at Hope? Like you I'm do? supposed to do a solo. You know so what you're going to do yet? Um, there's a song that I'm going to do. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Okay, don't talk about it. So people <laughs> we want people to come and, and see. Yeah, come and, come and see. And, and really Daniel and his team are putting together a really great program. And so um, wow. you're going to be very proud of it. It's, it's, I think it's turning the world upside down or something. Upside down something. i got to look it up. But it's going to be upside down awesome. I know that. <laughs> you know, I was working on getting you to come out to uh, <coughs> Collierville last week. I was at the uh, the Bible Museum on the Square with Greg, Craig Geargo, rather. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and, but I, I had, you know, I had a death in my family. My father mm-hmm. passed away a week ago this past Tuesday. Sorry. And, you know, uh, Effie God has just been so good. I mean, you have been there. Your, your sweet dad, Monroe. Yes. Uh, how many years has it been since your father passed? It's been over 10 years now. Been, yeah. yeah. And I know the impact he laid on your life, you know? Yeah, he was larger than life, but God always reminds us that he's he's the largest. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. although I miss my father dearly, um, God has just reminded me that that um, he can take care of us and he's faithful. But you have a, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to lose yes. your father. And, yes, And he was larger than life to me. He could do anything. He could pick up anything. The heaviest things I feel like he could pick up and wow. open up any jar, yeah. you know, that kind of guy. <laughs> and so, um, you know, to, I, I'm just so sorry about your loss, but I know that God has, um, he's there running around enjoying doing life in heaven now, but um, it's the blessing that um, we can have had the experiences and, and been with our dads. Well, and, you, and what, so. yeah, it, it really is. And even though I and I have mentioned, but in the past, some of my dad's you know uh, health issues over the years. Yes. Now he's free, you know. Yes. And I, I I know where he is. You know, I've, some people will say, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, and I know what they mean. I know yes. the sympathy they're offering. That's right. But thankfully, Dad left this earth, me knowing where he's at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I haven't lost. I know exactly where he's at, and so that does bring some comfort. That's right. And I'll tell you, but it's 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 hard. It really is, you know. And it's my first parent to to you know. I still have my mom, thankfully. Amen. And uh, but you know, uh, and I was just thinking about as we go through times like uh, holidays, like Christmas. It's not always, you know, as I've mentioned, tinsel and cheer and, and everything, because some people have some real sad memories, especially if a, if a loved one has passed during this time. Right, and, right. and you know, maybe they didn't get the, the proper way to say goodbye to them, right. you know, and didn't have the kind of relationship and the connection that you and I have with our dads. That's right. And so it can be hard. It can be hard. And this time of the year is very challenging for people. Um, depression, anxiety, um, just a lot of things are happening, a lot of pressure. 
uh, for people to just respond to some of the um, marketing that's going on out there for during the holidays. And then when something unexpected, like losing your parent or a child or whatever, I mean, there's some really some horrible things have happened over the past few weeks, even with uh, unexpected deaths yes. of children and oh, all my of goodness. that. And, the, the bus accident yes. football team that happened at Orange Mountain oh, football I, My team. heart has gone out to her, that family, and I've just been praying for them. And I just, you know... You just cannot imagine. No. And um, so, you know, our prayers are just lifting um, and, and are going out to those families. I've, I've been reaching out very carefully some individuals who are connected very closely to that okay. and, and wanting to bring them on to so we can share and find out how our listeners can pray and maybe right. support. Yes. But, it's, you know, it's a very it's, this is fresh, you know, and, and they're, we need to pray for those, you know, the principal right. of the school and those who That's are right. connecting with these families mm-hmm. because they're in the heat of a lot of, of stress and trying to right. reach out to brokenness right. and the pain. And, and right now we just, sometimes you don't need to reach out. You need you, to you pray just, and let people yes. be still and, and process. That's a good, that's a good you know, word. Um, and yeah. so I've, I've had to learn that, you know, sometimes I want to go around and say, hey, you're okay. You wanna, people sometimes need you just to be quiet and let them process. Be still and let God do God, you know, mm-hmm. and let him minister to them. And so um, um, I've had to learn that along the way. I like what you said, be still and let God be God. Yes. Because sometimes we think we've got to push the buttons or, you know, to mm-hmm. do the act. Right. And he's already way ahead of us. That's right. You know, and, I mean, the fact that it, it, it the, and even a tragic event happened doesn't go without him knowing about it. That's right. You know, he's still there. He's still faithful. Yes. He still loves us. And um, and we can't see the good right now. But but God is going to. Um, show up and, and show us how to walk through that process to see the good that he has still for us. Yes. And so that's, but right now, it, why are we trying to force people to see something that is hard to see? Right. And um, everyone needs an opportunity to, to grieve and to go through that process. You know, I was reading this morning, Effie, the verse, uh, and I just recently returned from Israel. And so yes. when I picture the the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus gave the Beatitudes, uh, I've stood right there. And I mm-hmm. understand why he gave that because of the uh, the acoustics of even the outdoors of how his voice would carry to so many people mm-hmm. there. And one of the things uh, even greater than that was what he said. But the one particular thing that's speaking to my heart right now because of my mourning is Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn mm-hmm. for they will be, be comforted, comforted by yeah. God. That's right. I mean, he says by He's God the only one that can to comfort it. That. You know, right. and so I was just thinking, you know, we, we try sometimes when we are going through tragedy and, and difficulty and we are mourning, sometimes mourning is a good thing in a sense because it lets, it lets God show up, like you said, and That's let right. God do the work that he yeah. does. And I have to admit this, uh, God gave me the most incredible peace and joy. Mm-hmm. I am literally joy yes. the morning of my father's funeral because uh the plan. I originally had some plans of how to do the service. Yes. Those plans fell through the night before, mm. and so I, I wound up doing my dad's service. Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> but God gave me so much peace, and it was like that <laughs> peace that surpasses all understanding mm-hmm. that only comes from Him. I don't oh, think I've ever right. experienced that before, right. like that, that to that degree. And you know, sometimes when we 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 don't experience those things until we're putting to into those moments or or those challenging times where we can rise to the occasion or God can use us, and we cannot. Be be the one doing it. Yes. Is God that's doing it through us. It's all about him. Yes. And and I've learned those things just in my work and walk in life and the things that I do every day. Um, those things that I can accomplish um, 
I act like it's on my own, well, then I forget who's really doing it. When the Lord um, allows me to have those stretch goals and, and or then things are uh, there's deficit or challenge that I that everyone's looking to me yep. for an answer that I cannot give. Um, I have to rely that God, you've been faithful all this time, and I have to know you're bigger and greater than any challenge. And I have to trust you because you put me here. You placed me here to do this work. You placed me here to be a mother, a wife, or whatever it is. And so, if this is tough, you are tougher, God. Yes. And so I can trust Him to to. Help me, aid me in rising to the occasion of whatever that is that that people right there with us are depending on us to carry out. He has to do it through us. And he's been doing it through Neighborhood Christian Center now since 1978 when, you know, your mom and dad, Joanne Ballard and Monroe, your father, uh, you know, it even goes back further than that. We look back in 1968 when they two got married. Well, 65. I 65. was born in 68. Yeah, sorry, yes, 65 they got married, mm-hmm. and 68 is actually when. I was born. You yeah. were born. Mm-hmm. But really, the, I guess the, their ministry together. A lot of work began start, to happen. Start yeah. around 68. Was that right? That's, that's correct. The, yeah. Well, like I said, yeah, 65 they got married, and then they began to do work in the schools and community. And by the time I was born, they were really, really engaged in serving. And so, yes, you're right. Um, those early years were very instrumental in how we are who we are today. Is it is it true that they had, is it 75 adopted children? They, well, um, they were foster children. Foster children. 75 yeah. foster children. They were not a part of the traditional foster care system. Right. Um, but my parents, uh, what we would call opportunity youth today would be the, that age group that my parents took into our home. Right. And um, they, they helped to raise those children through to uh, post-adulthood, I guess, post-25-year-olds, 21 to 25-year-olds. Um, so they stuck with us for four, five, six years, some of them. And we aided them in, um, I would say, redirecting their trajectory uh, for success um, and aiding them in, stabil- in stabilizing their lives right. so that they can um, be productive um, as adults and not repeat some of the things that they had, they had um, been taken out of. Yeah. Was your both mom and dad school teachers? Yes, both of them were teachers. My mother was um, graduated from Bible school and also taught high school. My father taught elementary. He was the teacher that he taught the longest, so he taught 31 years okay. uh, at Douglas. And my mother taught, taught a couple of years at um, at Douglas High School. I taught a, a whopping three years in the city school system, but um, they, they, they did more of that than I did. <laughs> but, yes, they did. But uh, just the whole dynamic, you know, of how – God has blessed and, and brought really the, the folks behind you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Of course, you took over the, the helm back in 2008, I guess. That's I guess, right. I mean, mom's very still involved with the work. Yeah, I was huh? talking to her on the way here. She's yeah. most definitely um, very vigilant. Uh, very, uh, She advises us. She still advises people in the community. Uh, very engaged with um um, every every aspect of our city, um, and and um, is aware and, yes. and and knowing um, and has wisdom. You know, she she's seen a lot of things and ha- and can help us a lot along the way to um, lessen the challenges that that we face serving um, our community. So um, she's very much involved. I think I first became aware of Joanne Ballard probably early '80s, about '82, Neighborhood Christian Center when mm-hmm. I first became. You know, because I was working in Christian radio station. Matter of fact, the the company prior to the bots buying this station was an, a Christian uh, outlet. And when the station was actually in Collierville, mm-hmm. and I remember we would run, do these PSAs, you know, for neighborhood, neighborhood Christian Center, yes, you know, right. and you know, help support, pray, and do right. these things. So, right, right. and I, so I've been very familiar. 
you're connected. And, of course, Miss Joanne has been on before the program. Wow. But then you and I have been doing these things together, you know. It's kind and of a tradition for us especially, a couple times a year. Yeah, especially at Christmas time, which is yeah. a big time for you guys. It is. I'm telling you, um, I share with people all the time, Christmas is not the only time of year that people need help. But it's one of those times when everything is heightened. And because we are sharing and giving at this time of year where everyone is doing that, this, that people that are in need find themselves in deeper need or deeper um, desire to share themselves, but they can't um, because they're trying to meet their current, their present need. I just got a call today uh, from a a local uh, place that um, was trying to help a family. Um, Her child's in the hospital and she can't um, meet her obligations because she's got to be in the hospital. And so even right now, I'm like, Lord, how are we going to help her? And I told the lady, we're going to figure it out. God's going to bless us. He's going to help us. and We're going to help you. So we get all these calls, you know, and and another lady, she was in the ICU, and she was like, I can't meet, can't get my rent paid because I'm not working because I'm in the ICU. And so, you know, those types of things you can't help. And then we have some families that, you know, have children, and, and, um, and they're little, and they can't find, they don't have child care, or the child care that they have is only for certain age groups and that kind of thing, and, and they're, they're, they're not able to work. And so... Um, you just have so many, a plethora of different scenarios, but even at this time, with those that are situationally um, impoverished, um, that's that's really one of the areas that we work hard to serve those people. Because if we can help get them past that moment of crisis, then they can move on and they'll be fine. Like those couple of folks that I just mentioned. So you're ta- when you say situational, you're talking about people maybe that fall in hard times, maybe right. lost a job right. or something, or they're in a the hospital, hospital or whatever. something like you're saying. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, right. And those are situations that. Well, like I said, are heightened during this time. And um, for whatever reason, I think the wintertime, cold weather, you know, a lot of things exasperate um, people's uh, problems, physical problems. And so um, being able to uh, respond to them. I mean, one of the hardest things for me, it's funny that you um, talk about that God is concerned and all that. And I I know I'm going to supposed to sing a little song at the end. And I was like, well, this is not a Christmas song. And um, the song is "He's Concerned About You," and um, but I think that's what God wants me to say that yes. during this time of the year, this is this is when God reminds us the most that He's concerned about us. He came for us. He di- He came, sent His baby. You know, sent the uh, baby Jesus here to 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 be born here yes. so He can um, we can have eternal life one yes. day. And so yes. um, He is concerned about us. Yes. And when I'm serving people every day. You know, all of us have to remember that we're not doing this because this is a job. We're doing this because we have to show concern for our neighbor because sometimes they don't have anywhere else to turn. And he is concerned about them. And this is the only way we can demonstrate who Christ is sometimes to people that don't know him, um, that he loves them and he is concerned about them through some form of a physical exchange or a hug or a word or a deed, um, that's important right now. I think that's a great word because God doesn't waste our trials and difficulties on just us. I mean, obviously, beyond uh, their uh, maturing and molding us into the image that he wants, uh, the character of Christ, but I think it's in the word, is it Corinthians, it says, you know, uh, as you have gone through the trials or, you know, you're able to... Uh, help those who have gone. I know I'm paraphrasing big time. I'm yeah. sorry, but basically, because you've gone through the you know a trial or a difficulty, we're conditioned that, 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 to be able to help others. Others, the same because way. you have experienced the grace, you right. have experienced the compassion, right? And you should be able to extend that to others. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Okay, now when you look at, I know Christmas is really busy. I, I, yeah. uh, and as you mentioned, any time is a great time to give to Neighborhood Christian Center, not just Christmas time. Whether you're going to give uh, financial gifts mm-hmm. throughout the year or uh, material items. Uh, that can be used. I know that you've recently had a, a, a bedding drive needing mattresses yeah, we need and beds. Thirty-seven of them. Right you need one hundred and thirty-seven yeah. mattresses right and now. Beds. We need the bed, bed frames. We need beds. everything. Yes. And, and that just leads me, you know, too, because uh, there are there are opportunities for our listeners today to practically help. Uh, you know, we're, we're not talking about. Uh, something that you wouldn't want to sleep in. If you have a bed that you're not using and you know that you would feel comfortable going to sleep in it at nighttime, it's going to, it's not going to fall on the ground. It's right, safe right, right. and it looks decent. Well, those are the kind of beds with the frames, the headboards and right. the footboards, if they're there, the mattress box right. springs that you need. And we can pick those up. We can, if people are calling in and saying, we'll give that to you, we might not be able to pick it up until the new year. Cause we are, we are in the midst of Christmas, um, services right, right now um, but we can document that gift and then pick it up um, during the um, right in the beginning of the year um, but we need to make sure that that's documented and they can go into our own online uh, to our uh, nccLife.org page and they can go to in-kind gifts uh, and they can sign up or share what they're or write fill in the um, the forms to say what they'd like to give and we would work on those arrangements um, and that's one thing they can do and then I'm going to tell you the, the truth you know, it takes money to yes. do this work. And I and I it's always challenging for me because there are hundreds of other organizations, thousands of other other organizations that need the same money we need um to, to serve people. But we serve fifty three thousand people a year. Um a lot of the people we serve are gonna need us for long term care. Um we have stability and sustainability programs. We're not just being um there for them in their immediate need, but we're there for long term empowerment programming. And so which that is, which takes is not time. Ju- which is not just a hand out but a hand up. Hand up yes. and and um um a process, you know, is the process through, uh, uh, through a, a flow through process. So it's just not immediate pulling someone up. Yes, they have to sometimes be convinced that they're down. Yes, um, before you can pull people um, to another place that they're not familiar with, and so all of that takes time. And so you know, our, we're in a campaign right now for three thousand um, people to continue consider giving twenty five dollars a month, um, and um, for a recurring gift for the next three hundred sixty five days or three uh, twelve months. And so we really, really need people to do that. And um, you would not believe that really helps us to serve uh, people in need. Um, food boxes don't cost a lot, but when you have hundreds of people asking and needing all the yes. time, um, it takes a lot for us to serve them. You know, I know you did a TED Talk a few years ago. I did. And uh, I've got that archive somewhere in my computer. Uh-oh. I go back and watch it. But uh, they came to Memphis and Hope Church. There was yes. a TED Talk going on. Well, recently my, my daughter-in-law watched a TED Talk from a, a young lady who had grown up you know, in a, impoverished mm-hmm. in, in a big city, and yeah. and yet her life had changed, you know, and she was in a different place today. Mm-hmm. But what she was doing was explaining to those at TED Talk, mm-hmm. you know, the misunderstandings that people have because we, we sometimes have preconceived ideas and we kind of judge people mm-hmm. because why can't you do better or that? And she was explaining from her side you know, what she experienced because she grew up in a home and she didn't have a toilet in her house. Right. And so... She didn't, I mean, they had to find other ways, you know. There was no bathroom in her home. You have a lot of families where children are being born into households where um, they don't have utilities for long periods of time. Or they don't have um, 
um, well, utilities, water, lights, um, well, you know, all yeah. of these different areas that they don't have. We had a particular family. Um, we did not know because the children were embarrassed to share that they were living in a home for three or four months where it was extremely hot and then it tra- transitioned to extremely cold. And one day our, one of our people were being a little more attentive about that particular child and said, why is this happening and what's going on with you? And they're, they're always making sure that they get their meal. And we feed children every day for, after school. We have hundreds of kids we feed. And they were like, well, all my siblings are coming. Can we make sure everybody eats? And they were very, they were just very particular about that. So they went and followed them home one day, and they found out that they didn't have any heat or air. You know, no, no at that time, no heat. Right. So they were cold at night, all sleeping in the same bed. So we, we were able to get that fixed. But you know, people have um, pride too. You know, that that are going through this. So it's very hard sometimes to to um, discover that if you're not being intentional about asking questions and being observant. Yes. But when you're born into that situation, how do you – it's hard for you who is full, those of us that are full, those of us that are going home to uh, our our warm homes, um, we're driving in our cars to get there with our Bluetooth in the car and um, can get whatever we need, to imagine that a person lives that way and cannot think any other way to get out of that. Yes. It's hard for us to fathom that that a person can be in that condition and not it's not that they don't want to live in another no. way. Yeah. This is what they know. Yeah. You know. Wow. It's Effie, very challenging. Time is slipping so quickly. Uh okay, how do we get in touch with Neighborhood Christian Center? If we want to make a financial gift, we want to sure. talk to you about uh making a donation of some of the furniture we mentioned. Right. So furniture or financial, you can go to N as in Nancy C C Life L I F E dot org and you can go there right now and you click on giving and it will take you to either online or in-kind giving on the same page. And we'd love for you to um, consider being a recurring giver to us. We are doing good work in the city in eight different locations. and um, um, Or you can call our office, 881-6013, and um, ask to speak to Pamela Cox or Anna Wilcox. We are doing a big packet basket packing this evening with our little children. Uh, families that have little children are able to do the 1,500 bas- baskets tonight, and we're doing 10,000 more on Saturday with older uh, folks that want to come out and help. So, uh, but give us a chance. Yes. Don't don't lo- don't lose us. Call us, and we're going to get back to you. <laughs> Effie, I had to ask you about singing a song, <coughs> and the problem is we've got like one minute before we have to get okay. out of here. All right. And well, so, and I know you don't feel good with the cold, and so okay. if you want to come back another time and sing a song, sure. uh, we're good with that. Okay. Okay. Because I don't want you know I don't want you to strain your voice on behalf of me. Well, I just want to say these words, and, I, and if I have yes. to stop, that's fine. But it goes. God is just a prayer away. All you need to do is call. He will hear, hear your faintest cry. He's concerned about you. God bless you, friends. Thank Amen. you for listening. Thank you, Miss Effie. Thank you, Lord. Amen.